You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Welcome to the best football show, week seven. I'm Brian Baldinger. Baldinger. Baldinger's breakdowns. You know what? I'm right here in my office, my little bubble here at the end. Third floor NFL films, and I've got an early start here today. And immediately, the first tape I popped in today was uh, the Dolphins and the Eagles Sunday night. It was a good game. A lot of things happened in this game. But think about this. The Miami Dolphins came into Philadelphia with the number one offense in just about every category. They were averaging over six and a half yards per run. Uh, Tua was the number one rated quarterback in this league by a wide margin. They were five and one. They came to Philadelphia. They scored one touchdown. So what do you you know what what happens? What happens when that happens? You know it's it's the way the Eagles are built and why they're a dangerous team. Look, they they lost to the Jets the week before. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. I get that, but the Eagles are so well built. They're so good in the trenches. Jalen Carter was back. Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. Milton Williams, they just keep rolling them. And they Brandon Graham, they just keep rolling them in there. They're deep. And so they really, they shut down the run for the most part. I know Mostert had a run late in the game. But for the most part, they just shut the run down. They just physically whipped the Dolphins at the line of scrimmage. And then once you do that and you're sort of one-dimensional, all right, you get the touchdown throw to Tyreek Hill. It's a great throw. The Eagles are ready for it. They bracketed it with – uh, Edmonds and with Bradbury, and he got behind him. They got a touchdown. One touchdown. One touchdown in Philadelphia. You know, they scored on a Jerome Baker, you know, tip pass, fumble, uh, you know, by Jalen Hurts. That uh, happens. Uh, ball's out. He picks it up, goes back for touchdown, 17-17. But defensively, you look at the interception by Darius Slay. I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know what happened on the route combination 
between Jalen Waddle and between Raheem Mostert. Literally, Tua is making the right throw on a wheel route to Mostert in the corner, and it's there. Except the weird part was Slay's in cover three. That means he's the widest and the deepest in that third of the zone. So he's he's in good shape, all right? And he should kind of stay with Waddle because he's the deepest. And Waddle runs a, a bang eight like a skinny post, and then he kind of double moves Slay, and he goes vertical. Well, that took Slay over to the wheel route, right, where Mostert's going. And that's where Tua's throwing. Tua's throwing it to the pylon to Mostert, and it's probably going to get there, except Slay is Slay's good. Slay's really good. I, I, I told Slay today, you know, uh, via social media, I told him today, like, the problem with experience, for most things in life, the problem with experience is by the time you get enough of it, you're too old to enjoy it, unless you're Darius Slay, where you're in the prime or your prime. So what he sees is he sees Waddle run this bang eight, and then he, he, he goes vertical on it. And Slay gets his head around, and he sees the ball, and immediately jumps in front of it and has a great interception. You know, he picks Tua. That, that could be 24-24 right there. I don't know. You know, ask Mike McDaniel what happened on the play. Ask Jalen Waddle. It looks like there's an error there. But, all right, you make a mistake, Slay made you pay. And then on offense, not like the Eagles ran for a lot of yards, but they ran. They, they You know, they stayed with it. They got a lot of runs. But Jalen Hurts was awesome. He was just awesome. He took what the defense gave him. He hit, you know, Goddard a bunch of times, hit him for a touchdown. Um, A.J. Brown is almost indefensible in this business right now. And I realize, I realize that the Dolphins are without Jalen Ramsey. He's been out with them all year. You know, and Xavier Howard isn't there. So you got Cater Kohu. You got Eli Apple. I realize it might not be their starters. But look, this is the NFL, you know. And so I thought Jalen was really, really good. Um, you know, I know he had the fumble and the interception. But, you know, he's aggressive. He's aggressive and he's attacking. And that's what you got to do in this business. That's the Miami Dolphins. They're five and one. They're an elite team. And so I thought uh, it was a great all around effort by the Philadelphia Eagles. Because look, the front of Miami, they got a lot there. There's Christian Wilkins, there's Jalen Phillips, there's Bradley Chubb. You know, they, they got a bunch, you know, and David Long and Jerome Baker are were really good. In fact, if you want to. If you want to look for the silver lining for the Miami Dolphins, they basically shut down the Eagles' rushing attack. And that included Jalen Hurts and some, you know, designed runs and some scrambles. David Long was awesome. Jerome Baker was tremendous. Javon Holland and run support was great. Like, they they played tough. I know 31 points were on the board, but they did a lot of good things. And so going forward, you know, they've got to figure out when they go against teams that are really good defensively, like Buffalo played them really good defensively this year, and they beat them. New England defended them very well, took away the deep shot, you know. And so what happens is, you know, two is there, and, you know, you're down 31-17. You don't really have the, the luxury of all these play-action fakes and motions and shifts. Like, you've got to be able to hold up up front. i got to tell you, man, this Jalen Carter, I mean, he missed last week's game against the Jets. So he's like, you know, literally, he's like that racehorse that just gets pulled into the stall. And, you know, the gun goes off. And, like, he, he 
he, he comes in on the fourth play of the game. Now, he hasn't played in a week. Like, he ruined the left guard, Kendall Lamb. Like, he put him on his back. He put him out of the game. They had to go to the backup there. Then he abused the backup, uh, Cotton. Like, this Jalen Carter, you look at the stat page, didn't do a lot. Oh, man, like, he, that guy's just a wrecking ball inside. All right, so that's Sunday night game, Philadelphia. You know, it's all about Philadelphia right now. They got Red October going on tonight with the Phillies. They're trying to clinch a spot to go to the World Series. There's just, you know, synergy down there in South Philadelphia right now. And those Eagle fans, they were they were on their feet. It was it was a good game, really good game. Okay, then I was in Indianapolis. I got to tell you, man, this is the most entertaining game of the week by far. I mean, it literally comes down to fourth and one with 19 seconds to go in the game. Fourth and one. And they had just the the Browns had just tried three straight passes, all incomplete. They got some pass interference penalties. They had like eight shots down there to score. It's inside the red zone. It comes down to fourth and one, no timeouts. You got one play. You got one play. It's fourth and one. And they go with, you know, they put the fullback in there, Nick Harris, and they put Kareem Hunt at the tailback. And they just said, okay, we're going to put our best. Power back in there, which is an experienced player in Kareem Hunt, who's won the rushing title in this league with Kansas City. And they put uh, a power formation out there, and they run power. And literally, Kareem Hunt gets the ball across the goal line by a matter of inches, like literally centimeters, inches, whatever you call that much. He got it across, and the Browns won. But let's how did they win? Miles Garrett was a one-man wrecking crew. What he did in this game was unbelievable, okay? The first thing he does is he gets a sack fumble, okay, to the backside of Gardner Minshew, um, where he's beaten the left tackle, all right, pretty clean. And he gets a sack fumble, and they recover the ball. They take that down, score a touchdown off it. Then he gets a sack fumble off the rookie, right tackle in the end zone, the ball's out and, you know, his linebacker recovers it for a touchdown. So he, he forced a fumble that led to a touchdown. He sacked a quarterback Minshew in the end zone and forced a fumble and they recovered it for a touchdown. Then he deflected a pass on third and eight, which would have gone a long, long ways. And Minshew couldn't get it over his, his head and his hands as he deflected it. And then maybe, the best single football play, I know a lot of you have seen it now, maybe the best single play I've seen all year was Matt Gay's 60-yard field goal attempt. And he literally jumped over the right guard, landed on his left foot, and then jumped off both feet to block the field goal, and Denzel Ward recovered it, and they would end up getting a score because of that block field goal. And if you look at the play – First thing I saw was, okay, I see him block it, but I'm going, did he jump over the center, which you're not allowed to do? That's illegal, okay? But you can jump over the right guard if you don't use leverage, meaning you don't use your hand to elevate yourself and push off the back of somebody. They used to do that all the time. Can't do that anymore, okay? The rule's been written. No leverage, but you can jump over. You know, you've seen all these videos of Miles Garrett in the offseason with all these jumping on the top of these boxes, 60 inches in the air, like, he's, he's just literally built different than everybody else. And so 
he blocks this field goal. He go, it's just touchdown, force fumble, leads to a touchdown, block field goal, leads to a field goal. Like he, on a day when the Cleveland Browns defense didn't travel very well and the Colts put up 450 yards of offense on them, Miles Garrett took the game over. And I talked to Jim Schwartz's defense coordinator down the field for 20 minutes before the game. And I just said, before Jim Schwartz was a defensive coach in his business, he was a scout with the Cleveland Browns. That's how he got into the business. And I said, put your scouting hat on, Jim, and tell me what you see from Miles Garrett. And this is a guy that's coached a lot of great players. Coach Fletcher Cox in Philadelphia, Marcel Darius, when he was a candidate for defensive player of the year in Buffalo. You just go through the list of all the different guys he's coached. You know, and Dominican Sue when he was – when he was the most dominant interior lineman in this league in Detroit, um, you know, he coached great players in Tennessee, but miles Garrett, you physically, you just don't see defensive ends like this. You know, you got to go back to, he's not as big as Reggie white, but you got to go back to Strahan, Reggie, those type of players to physically look at a guy like miles Garrett. I saw him turn the corner, um, against San Francisco and Trent Williams, literally his knee was on the ground. Like the angle, not many guys that big can have ankle flexion of a smaller person. He's 280 pounds, solid muscle, but his ankles can bend the way Bruce Smith did, the way the elite pass rusher, TJ Watt, the elite rushers that can literally scrape the, the ground with their hand as they turn the corner and ghost you. Miles can do that at 280 pounds. And then he can go through you like a freight train with incredible power. And then he can swipe you with two hands or he can spin on you and he can rush off the right side as well as he does the left side, or he can stand up over the left guard or the center and cross over dribble on you. Like he's got seven and a half sacks. He doesn't lead the league, but he's got these game changing plays right now that he's a certified candidate for the defensive player of the year and Cleveland gets themselves another win. And then I put on the Baltimore Ravens. And I thought, okay, here's Detroit, number one ranked rush defensive football and improved defense and winners of, you know, a, a shiny five and one record, playing great football, top five offense in the league. The Ravens came out. They went seven plays, 75 yards. You literally can't execute any better. And it's all Lamar. I mean, Lamar's playing better football right now than when he won an MVP in this league. Like the first drive, they run a little read option. He comes out, threat to run the ball. They got somebody there. And then he off the run, he flips it to Odell Beckham for 11 yards. Then, you know, two plays later, he's got three verticals going down the field. He's got Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, and Zay Flowers. And it's great protection up front. Morgan Moses, Kevin Zeitler, Ronnie Stanley, Linderbaum, they played great up front all day. But Lamar got time, and he flicks it, literally a flick to Zay Flowers for 40-something yards in the middle of the field. And he finished it off with a quarterback keeper, got Ronnie Stanley out in front of him, walked into the end zone. 7-0, the game's not three minutes old. Well, it was it, it was 28 nothing in the first 22 minutes of the game. Like, he didn't miss. You know, he hit this tight end, Mark Andrews, twice for touchdowns. Like, he, he could not miss. He literally had a, a, the perfect quarterback rating – is 158.3, and I think he was like 155 in change. Like, I don't know why it wasn't perfect. You know, the way that he extended plays, scrambled, hit. Like, his accuracy right now is scary. Like, the ball's going exactly where he wants it. 
And it doesn't matter if he's stepping up in the pocket and, okay, he beats you from the pocket. Ooh. Or he steps up in the pocket and then he doesn't like what he sees and somehow he gets out of the pocket and he extends the play and he finds Mark Andrews in the end zone for a 20-yard touchdown. He was literally remarkable. The eight-yard touchdown throw to Mark Andrews. Watch that play from the end zone. I put it on uh, Baldy's breakdowns this morning. Like, he's standing in the pocket, and the ball is thrown to a spot over here. And Mark Andrews is here, and he hasn't gotten to that spot yet. <clears throat> but he leads him to the ball. Like, the ball's a magnet, and Mark Andrews finds it. And I just think on National Tight Ends Day, when you look at the play of Mark Andrews, the two touchdowns, you look at Patrick Ricard, you know, the, the catch and run of his, and then the blocking at the point of attack. I call Patrick Card like he's your, you know, he's your Army Swiss knight, but he, he's a tight end. And then you look at Isaiah Likely in the way that he blocked. I mean, the tight ends for Baltimore were the reason why we celebrate National Tight Ends Day, because they had themselves a great day. But right now, I mean, you want to talk about week seven, who's the MVP of this league. If you're not talking about Lamar, you're not watching, or you have a bias, or you don't think that just watch the games. He's playing at a higher level than we think about it. When he was the MVP of this league, what was it, 2019? Like, he was a unanimous MVP. And there's only been two of those in the history of the NFL. Unanimous. Where they get all the first-place votes. Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. And right now, Lamar Jackson in this new offense where everybody got involved. Aguilar got involved. Odell Beckham. Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, they all got involved. And it's Lamar. And the offense was clicking. And they took the Detroit Lions apart. One other caveat here to Baltimore. In the red zone this year, teams have been down there inside the 20, 17 times. They've scored four touchdowns, way less than 25%. The only team better than the Ravens right now are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've also given up four touchdowns in 18 attempts down there. So they're right next to Tampa. But last, you know, Detroit got down there to the six-yard line. I mean, first down, second down, third down, fourth down. You know, they're throwing the ball over the Roquan Smith's head in the middle of the end zone. They they're just literally they, – they literally choke you to death. They take every option away. They are so disciplined and talented there. One other guy that deserves mention – for the Baltimore Ravens, is this Justin Matabike. Um, you know, out of Texas A&M, I think he's in his third year. He's exploding. The Ravens lead the NFL in sacks with 29 sacks after seven games, okay? It, it's a torrid pace right now. And Matabike leads him with five and a half. But he forced – he got a sack yesterday, but he forced an intentional grounding. Like Van Noy got a sack, but it was Matabike's pressure. Like, it is impressive what they're doing up front. And Matabike is a guy who's really taken off and exploding into this scene. So join me every day. That's the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger, and I bring it to you every day. And all I'm doing is just telling you what I'm seeing from the All-22 film right here on the third floor in NFL Football.